Emotionally, no. Physically, yes. Welcome to Talking Sons, the funkiest podcast about Dungeons and Daddies made by fans of the show. Dungeons and Daddies is a podcast about four dads who are teleported to the fantasy realm to reclaim their sons. This isn't that podcast. You should go listen to it because we don't care about spoilers and we'll spoil everything. Talking Sons, Community Edition, Episode 1, A Dad and His Daddies. Theme music goes here. Ba-dang, 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 ba-dang. <laughs> Every time. Hi, my name is Jamie, and my dad fact is that for Christmas, I got my wife a full body pillow because she is pregnant and body pillows help with, you know, that sort of thing. And I needed a special pillowcase cover for it. And I got the uh, Henry Oak waifu slash Husbando pillow drawing special printed. And now my wife sleeps with Henry Oak every night. And it was drawn by our special guest, Kat. And not drawn by our other special guest, Emma. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you had asked, I would have drawn a reverse side. <laughs> I, I, I mean... I would have done that special just for you and your wife. I cannot stand to lose my wife to a pillow. But by the way, uh, it is on full display on our couch because uh, that's the only place she can sleep right now. And in full view of all of our guests, but if anyone asks, she'll just say, it's just me, because I am also a tall blonde guy. I posted the picture for proof in chat a while ago, so everyone here has my back on that, right? Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I fully supported. It. Yeah, fully supported. Maybe after I've drawn the Anthony body pillow, which is on my to-do list, I'll just do a Jamie body pillow. You already <laughs> did. <laughs> God, the fear, sorry, the fear that just got in my mind of having an Anthony body pillow, it, oh, I think, oh. Oh my god. <laughs> Nick, I I don't want to put more fear into your heart, but Nikki, the ideas I have for this body pillow are Oh my god. See the thing about that is that if Kat draws an Anthony body pillow, there's actually just gonna be a Nikki body pillow that <gasps> the just reverse appears. Side. No, the it's... reverse Yes! <laughs> anyway. Next next dad fact. Next dad fact. Hi. My name is Nikki. And my dad fact for this one is, as of recording, my dad's birthday was yesterday. Yay, dad. Yay. Good for him. Happy birthday. Yeah, he's 67 now. Oh, my God. Two more years. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till my dad is 69. I'm going to harass him every single day. <laughs> nice. His birthday cake is just going to say nice on it. Great idea. Hi, my name is Emma. And my dad fact is... Even though that I dress like a stereotypical father, I'm not actually a father. I'm actually a lesbian. Oh. Ah. Uh, I, I, I oft get the two confused. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, that clears that up. Yeah. People often are like, I'll be in public with my little brother and they'll be like, is that your son? I'm like, no. It's the new balance. It is. Yeah. Sometimes it's Birkenstocks, though. Depends on the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, my name is Kat, and my dad fact is related to a terrifying thing that Jamie said. He told Emma and I not to be nervous, but to think of this as a soul-crushing conference call about a podcast. And my dad fact is, I have a phobia of phones. I am physically unable to call anyone on a phone, which makes it really awkward in my job 
where I have to make regular calls, not with just other people, but people who are responsible for giving my work work. So I'm calling clients multiple times a week. And there's a lot of hyping up that goes on, guys. It's very, very nerve wracking. I'm proud of you, Kat. We're all proud, proud of, you. of you. Every day. Every day, heroes. <laughs> guys, I have two internet providers because I'm too afraid to call and cancel the, the <laughs> It's been over a year since I switched. Do you want me to like phone them for you? You are not the first person who has offered to do that. Fair enough. So we are here to talk about episode one, Amanda and His Handshake. It was the first episode of Dungeons and Daddies. And in this episode, the dads drove into Faerun and ran over some people. Huzzah! Enter dads. Enter the dads. Enter dad pursued by bear. Hey, enter these dads, won't you? Hi, welcome to... We're not Dungeons and Daddies, but that would have been a funny way for them to intro the show. Oh, man. If only you were there a year ago. Ah, uh, I'm glad I wasn't. Anywho, this podcast that I enjoy. Um, so we met all the dads. They did spend like five, ten minutes just kind of introducing the dads one by one as they all piled into the van and we met the kids as well. Oh, yeah. So here's what I found interesting. On, on my re-listen, I realized that... Henry and Daryl were the only ones who didn't know each other. Daryl at least knows Glenn and Ron. Like, they in- they don't introduce themselves to each other. I mean, Ron does, but because Ron forgets Daryl's name. But otherwise, you know, Henry has to introduce his sons, Lark and Sparrow, to Daryl. And, you know, he turns to Glenn and is like, get a load of this guy. Am I right? This guy I've never met. Meanwhile, you know, the other two know Daryl. So I thought that was very interesting. So that's totally like Mercedes going out and being like oh go hang out with the guys because you know she'd probably be the one who would be more involved probably yeah no i was just thinking because like in one of the episodes later they talk about how henry and daryl met oh that's true Mm -hmm. through the joke i'm like hey hey daddies hey daddies explain please explain this do you think the daddies know what their continuity is you kidding me also, isn't Daryl supposed to be the assistant coach? Yeah. And he doesn't know two of the kids on the team? Mm. That's yeah. Are they, are they mm. new? So that's what I was thinking, because I agree. I feel like Mercedes would be more of the one who is, like, more active with, like, the soccer game. I feel like Henry isn't necessarily int- intrigued by soccer. But, I mean, it is kids getting dirty, and, you know, we all know Henry loves dirt for some reason. But, so, thinking about what you said, Kat, like, maybe the kid, the twins did just join, but then again... If Sparrow drew the doodler, did this soccer team just start? It leaves some very, very serious questions about the nature of this soccer team. I demand answers. Hey, Will, answers. (laughs) This is a call out directly. Yeah, maybe Daryl doesn't know, or maybe he's just terrible at remembering people. And without Mercedes, they're just two more brats on the field to him it's also possible that he knows them by their positions oh yeah that not like i mean i played soccer for a while and like obviously my i played with the same coaches for like eight years so of course they all knew our names but it wouldn't surprise me if like daryl just gave up on trying to figure out which twin was which and just associated neither of them and um this is my head canon but this is completely canon if will says so uh there's lark and sparrow are six and nine respectively <laughs> oh yes well, I, I mean, I picture them as identical twins, and mm-hmm. that the reason maybe he doesn't quite understand that is because up until now, he both thought that they were the same kid, and they only play one position, and they just kind of tag out. 
Oh, that's true. Because Daryl later in the um, Lords of Chaos arc, isn't Matt like, wait, they're two different people? I thought they were just the same one, right? He he doesn't realize they're twins. Yeah. Oh, they thought they were two separate, but not twins. Daryl just seems like the guy who cannot absorb names to save his life. As long as they're like basic names. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But if it's like birds, he's like, I don't. What's I don't that? Birds. What's a bird? Oh. I don't know what a bird is. So he probably refers to them either by their jersey number or by their position. Hey, strikers, get up there. Get in there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I feel like the twins would absolutely pick up on the fact that Daryl can't tell them apart and just just run with pretending they're the same person. Like, this is just a running joke that they have between the two of them. I'm assuming I don't have siblings. I don't know what it's like, you guys. Neither do I. <laughs> is this what siblings do? The closest thing I can do... um, is people always mistake my brother and I on the phone because apparently we sound the same, which basically says to me I sound like a 13-year-old boy. I don't know where I was going with this. No, but like if you needed to, you could pretend to be him. So I think I think they would definitely run with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like that they're little chaos troublemakers and the harder they can make someone else's life, the the more entertaining and worthwhile it is to them. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and other dads, like Nick smoking with Glenn, which I will just say, it reads more, now looking back at it, it reads more as Nick saw Glenn smoke weed, and Nick was like, it looked cool, I wanted to try it. He's like, I saw you doing it, and it looked really cool. Yeah. And so I wanted to give it a try. Yeah. Feel great. Something about I want to fuck. No, I'm very hungry, and I kind of want to fuck. And I'm like, yeah, that's yes. my son. I love him. Uh, so just, you know, Glenn's not that bad of a dad. Just putting that yeah. out there. Oh, note from the editor. Uh, first natural 20 of the podcast was on dankness. That's how I knew it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Very yeah. good. Be- because, I mean, nothing says quality weed like a dice roll. Uh, That's yeah, how you for, know you're cool. For all I know about weed, very may well be how they grade it. <laughs> Why, yes, I am very well versed on the marijuana. Love to smoke it. Unless you're a cop, then I've never smoked weed. That's not a lie. I'm in Canada, so... Yes, same. Suck it. (laughs) I have a vape in my bedroom because it doesn't smell bad. I've smoked weed with my dad before. (laughs) My dad gave me weed. Nice. Recently. (laughs) What a cool dad. I gave it to my friend. I bought weed oil for my dad. He has a bad knee from football. Nah, damn football injury. (laughs) Yeah, it is. He's had like eight surgeries on it. It's wild. I don't, you like spend Christmases with my dad. But I spent my Christmas with my uncle, and he got me edibles for Christmas. Legal edibles. Uncle. Uncle. So, on the way to the soccer game, uh, they were driving along, and, you know, they bonded a little bit over the radio, and what, some spilled iodine? Yeah. Henry does spill iodine. Iodine. (laughs) Iodine. All over the back seat. Yeah. And freaks out. And Daryl just keeps turning the radio higher and higher to block them all out. And that that's a stain that, you know, it's never going to come out. But, I, I mean, I'm sure that, like, the back of the Odyssey probably looks like a Jackson Pollock painting. Yeah. Ew, what? Ew. <laughs> no, from, like, juice and shit. Ew, juice? Bro. <laughs> Ketchup? What's wrong with you? Oh, Wait, doesn't, doesn't. Matt slash Daryl call ejaculate sin juice. Sin- so- oh no, he no. does. Oh no, I'm so sorry. I'm talking like orange juice, mm. mm-hmm. a 13 year old's favorite beverage. Orange juice slaps. Don't hate. <laughs> I prefer apple juice. It's no water, 
I'll tell you that. All right, Henry, shut up. <laughs> uh, Ron, Ron has some standout moments in this one, like not realizing his son hasn't been in the house for an hour and making oatmeal wrong. And Henry being weirdly into his wrong oatmeal. I mean, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta get that crunch to feel alive. Chomp, chomp. The image of shoveling raw oats into my stupid mouth is the most horrible image I've ever had. I could go get oatmeal from downstairs and do it and tell you guys what it tastes like. I would prefer you didn't. I'm not going to. We're gonna one-up that and uh, the picture of Ron shoveling raw oats into your mouth. Terrifying. Yep. No, thank you. There you Horrible. go. Terrible. Eldritar. Like unhinges jaw. Uh, Eldritar. Don't want to think about it. Nope. 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 Yeah, Ron is Melgator. We we've already established that though. Yeah, that seems about right. So they were driving along, fell into the portal, got pulled into Faerun, and they woke up and their kids were gone. Apparently, they slept through their kids being kidnapped. <gasps> Also, I feel like it's my responsibility now to be the one who, like, points out timeline continuity issues Mm -hmm. that when they run into three, their kids have been gone for, like, a week. Like, their kids were kidnapped, sold into slavery, and are gone by the time the dads, like, wake up. How are they? They shouldn't be alive then, because you can only go three days without water. I I mean, I, I kind of chalk it up to, like, the time weirdness that week after week, they call up their wives. And it's all still before the soccer game, like in episode, I don't know what, like eight or something. It's still before the soccer game. Or like at least same day. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a time dilation thing happening with the real world. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm kind of picturing it as kind of that we- that that time weirdness where a week passed for them and like, I don't know, a second passed in the real world and a week passed or I don't know. I had I had an idea here but could it be like a jet lag type thing like they're i know that doesn't make sense but like if they're still as, like they're they're asleep brains think they're only asleep for like you know a few hours like coma rules you know when people sometimes wake up for a coma and they'd be like you've been out for two months and they're like what huh i mean well the the dads are all kind of brain damaged i mean so am i so they're not special <laughs> um but like it's like Oh, there was this experiment done where there was a twin who just like stayed on Earth and a twin who went was sent to space. And because of like Einstein's theories of relativity and stuff, when they got back, the twin who was in space was actually younger than the twin that was on Earth. So, yeah, someone who's good at math should figure out what's like actually going on with time. I I mean, I just kind of pictured it like time rebounding because there's a there's a differential. And so, yeah, I don't know. uh, a couple of minutes passed for them, a day passed for, you know, or a week passed for Faerun, and, a, you know, a couple of seconds passed back in our reality. So they were in between. The in between. Yeah. So, you know, on their way. And then. On their way. And then. On the road again. And then uh, they had the combat for a podcast that is notable in, in the extraordinary lengths that the player characters will go to to not get into combat. It started off with a combat encounter. Yeah, they fought two, three, and four. I was very, very proud of them. Although Henry was very close to being dead. Yeah. Um, but he did ejaculate vines and some poisons. So, like, good for him. <laughs> no. Good for him. And then he put condoms on. It's okay. He's got condoms. It, that's just normal wizard puberty. You know, vines yeah. sprout in weird places. And then you put condoms on your fingers. Mm-hmm. There comes a time in every young wizard's life when he ejaculates vines. 
It's okay. His his parents sit down with him and explain oh, the change God. that his body is going through. Oh my God. Sometimes things will start growing in weird places. Don't worry. Those are just flowers. Druid. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It, he's a druid. Those are just um, cantrips and level one spells. And you only get like one of them a day. Your voice will start to change. That's just a new language being added to your proficiencies. And sometimes you might turn into a bear. Yeah. And just to clarify, he's a druid. So in every young druid's life, I feel like Henry was like kind of already into into trees, you know? (laughs) Henry, like Merle Highchurch from Taz. Oh, no. Seduced plant. I'm surprised we've gotten this far and he hasn't seduced a plant yet. I'm kind of disappointed. I I mean, he I don't I don't really know, because I feel like he had a chance with like Aaron's trees in the future and he just completely blew it. So either he's so into dendrophilia that he uh, got flustered or I don't know, he's just not interested. He's got enough seduction on his hands with Daryl and, you know, he's drinking his I respect women juice all the time. So, you know, you can only be like so responsible for your actions vis-a-vis romance. Maybe. So, like, this is just like things we have heard. Maybe like not during the podcast. It'll be like when they're camping out at night. Someone write a fanfic. I was going to say, stay Henry- tuned to Archive of Our Own to see the next hot fanfic. The sequel to Henry, Henry takes a shower. Henry seduces <sighs> some flowers. Yeah, he goes into the woods, he finds... <laughs> Do it! No, finish! 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 Oh, God. I, mean, I can I only finish that. when you're looking me in the <laughs> eye, Nikki. I'm like, I did that drawing of him making a flower crown. I did not plan for him to jerk off with it after. <laughs> no, he goes into the forest, he finds a tree that has, like, you know those, like, squirrel ho- holes? No, nope. like, I, I regret telling you to finish. <laughs> <laughs> cartoon trees where like squirrels live we'll make sure they're... oh i regret saying this he does sneak out into the woods not to romance the trees though he's still trying to pass the retainer we don't know that he can be multitasking <laughs> also i don't we've seen henry uh speak with animals but we haven't seen him speak with plants and Maybe he just doesn't want to, um, he can't ask for consent. No, no, no. Didn't he get a vibe check from the grass in Four Nights? Didn't he ask the grass, like, yo, is this good? Am I just making that up? Or was it an animal? Did he? I don't remember. I don't know. Four Nights was a fever dream. I I can't remember. I'm going to have to re-listen. But with Aaron's trees, he did say that he was a vegetarian, and that made them very angry. Yeah, also, he, Will keeps going back and forth on if they're vegetarian or vegan. Um, but in the latest Daddy Issues, uh, which is a Patreon 20, 10, 10, 15? 10. Yeah, it mentioned he, he complained about being a vegan and not being able to have honey. So they're back on vegan, but, you know, things can change. Which is interesting because I think that for the Father's Day special, he mentioned using beeswax for his lip balm. So, mm. Will, get it together. Will! Will has a lot of explaining to do. A lot. He got some explaining to do. Henry's in a really advantageous position now, though, because now that he can speak with animals, he can ask for their consent to consume their products. So, he doesn't necessarily have to... Henry doesn't have to stay vegan. Mm. Yeah, he could totally be up to, like, hey, chicken, is it cool if I eat your leg? He, uh, he, uh, he does commune with the grass. Mm. Okay. In episode 18, yes. All right, so... So suck it! <laughs> we didn't talk about... So, do you guys remember, like, 
the voice that spoke to Henry during the yes finally what he had to do yeah no it's never like I don't know was that the purple robes or is it just like never going to be addressed again I thought that that voice during the combat was like the druid nature god kind of unlocking his class power that's what I assumed it was like a to to bring back Merle High Church uh, Merle and Pan kind of situation like some kind of nature god trying to commune with Henry and then the nature god was like, well, fuck this guy. I'm never going to try to talk to him again because it's never been brought up again. Maybe they just like forgot. Hmm. Really? Dungeons and Daddies. Oops, we forgot. Anthony doesn't forget. He's like an elephant. I wish he did. God, I wish he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other things I want to mention are how funny Daryl uh, Daryl's pale ale is. But specifically when everyone's trying to open them and he just goes, oh, they're, twi they're twist offs, they're twist offs. Yeah. I thought it was so funny. Just, I don't know why it just got me so good. That he was just cracking jokes while you, you could tell that like he was in shock from combat, just emotional oh, shock yeah. and maybe a little yeah. bit of blood loss. You know, he got it. He got he had to get into his stash and chew some stuff, which I definitely thought was drugs. Me too. I totally thought that was drugs. Like I, I like at that point. I was sitting there like, what drugs do you chew? <laughs> yeah. Were the, was it like an edible? Weed gummies. Or like, I mean, if you really think about it, the realest, most addictive drug is sugar. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. But so, I mean, I mixed up uh glenn and daryl early on because i'm terrible with names and freddie and matt sound so similar that i thought in that moment i reach into my secret stash and pull out something and start chewing it i thought that that was the drug dad mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean yeah that makes sense i feel like daryl always has to return to these like the the things he knows when he feels uncomfortable like Going back to, hi, I'm Daryl Wilson. Going back to the Charleston Shoes, pulling out the beer. It's like he needs these familiar things to find his place in this strange new world. The amount of times that Matt shouted Daryl in panic was overwhelming. And frankly, I think it should come back because it was very funny. Yeah. And so after all that, uh, they went and talked to the Lance and had, I guess, their first rp encounter where they had to convince the lance to talk about where he sold their sons into slavery except that none of them are actually in slavery we find out later that they all escape through various means yes although i'm i'm kind of curious uh did did terry senior buy terry jr did he buy him maybe maybe someone in the town that i'm forgetting the name of rockaporta rockaporta thank you um somebody in rockaporta bought terry jr and terry senior was like oh shit i gotta get me in on this i'm still confused on how the vampire terry senior got real terry senior's body into the forgotten realms yeah that was kind of just brushed over huh we'll yeah, say that for like, that episode yeah yeah that's something for a future episode yeah but yeah yeah the, the lance negotiation was a doozy Glenn sings Wonderwall. Many kisses happen. Daryl gave up his phone and then ungave up his phone because he had an extra. Yeah. Which isn't completely irrational. I feel like it's a Nokia. So, like, I feel like you could just have a second one and be fine with it. Yeah. Oh, one was his work phone and one was yeah. his personal. Yeah. He is a stay at home dad. Yeah. I also, I also just think Daryl might have worked at some point. 
Yeah. Back, I, I mean, like, the Nokia brick phones were big in the early 2000s, so... I was a baby, Jamie. I was a baby baby. So it's entirely possible that they he had it, and then he went to work, and then he quit, and because the Nokia phone was like six years old at that point... So was I. He, they, they didn't ask for a back, so he just kind of kept it, I guess. Yeah, good for him. Fight the power. Fight the man. Yeah. I mean, you know, Fight an extra system. phone. I might be crazy here, but does Daryl technically have three phones? Because yes, he has technically the phone. he does. Because he gave one to Grant for good yes. Fortnite graphics. But I guess it's probably Grant's phone. They probably like switched over the phone numbers. He he got a nice phone and he was like, here, Grant, check this out. And then Grant kind of claimed it on his own. And Daryl didn't have the, the, the balls to take it back. And so he just went into the drawer and grabbed his Nokia. I feel like Daryl Daryl doesn't seem like the kind of person who needs a smartphone. You know what yeah. I mean? Carol definitely like made him get it. Yeah. He was like, she was like, you're living in the early 2000s. Get into the 21st century. Here's a smartphone. And Daryl went, haha, that's nice, honey. Hey, Grant. Oh, it was one of those deals where it's like, you know, you can get two iPhones for the price of one or whatever. Right. And she wanted a new phone. So he's like, hey, a new phone. And then he had no idea how to use it. Yeah, that tracks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Now I feel like we should talk about the most important part of the episode. The blood pact? I was talking about the dad kisses. Oh, but, but like, I feel yeah. like the blood pact is arguably the, the, the most, the longest looming threat to this podcast. Yes, the blood pact. That's also very important. I don't really have anything to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it happened. I feel like we all feel so uncomfortable talking about it. We're like, don't, don't remind me. Don't remind me of the blood pact. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was intense. It was intense. Uh, first intense no, moment. It was. It was in a house, not intense. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to leave right now. Well, it's been fun doing this podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, this is the last episode. We all yeah, died. We all canceled it. Yeah. Yeah. Um everyone except for Jamie died. <laughs> all right. But yeah, no, the blood pact was like the first like real Oh, I mean, obviously the oh shit of like they're in the Forgotten Realms, but that was the premise of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But the blood pack definitely like set stakes of things can happen. Yeah. I don't see like the thing is what it happened. I was never super stressed because like I didn't think they were going to kill a kid. Right. Like I like I think they would kill the dads. I think they might have the kids go through mental trauma because they obviously did. But I don't think he'd kill, like, I don't think Anthony would have a kid die. Well, Anthony, I I mean, I know I agree. Uh, He also gave them so many opportunities to, like, oh, here's this thing that if you just kind of pick it up and look at it, it might have an answer about how to uh, get out of the blood pack. Like, oh, there's a library. Yeah, but that's on yeah, them. That's on, that's on, that's on that's them. Bad. But he gave them every option to learn about the blood pack, to get rid of, get out of the blood pack, until it was like Aaron O'Neill. Like, he just had to turn Aaron O'Neill into a, uh, a mouthpiece and was like, listen, dumbasses, here's the piece of quest information that you have been actively ignoring for the past 18 episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Uh, what this proves is that what the dads really need is a strong, independent woman to show them what to do. Anthony, oh my god, my good friend Anthony, please, can I have a woman? Oh my god, I want a woman, please. <laughs> please. Uh, oopsie whoopsie. Moving on, uh, hey, we have a sponsor. Whoa! Woo! 
Dust up your tiaras, Los Angeles area dads. The 15th annual Dad Beauty Pageant is back at the San Dimas Rodeo Arena. Do you think you're the most beautiful and talented dad around? Prove it. Come earn that number one dad mug you've had your eye on. Ladies, don't you fret. While your man is making it work on the runway, take part in the 34th annual Honeys and Hogs Hog Tying Competition. Best couples showing get a free pair of rhinestone truck nuts. Bring the kids. They'll love the peewee petting zoo and little hands axe throwing range. All right. So topic discussion. This episode, we met the dads. Four dads. Four first impressions, but you know, I, I feel like that the characters evolved in their in their portrayal quite a bit. And so this is our our first taste of the daddies. This was Ron pre-pants. This was very cool Glenn and uh Daryl and Henry. I don't know. This was their getting to know you phase of their the romantic comedy that they're on. Wow. Yeah. I'm flustered. Dungeons and Daddies is the rom-com of the year. Yeah. Uh, where's the Oscar nom? Surprise winner at the Golden Globes. I don't know award shows. Yeah, me neither. What are the Golden Globes for? Uh, like TV and movies. It's uh, oh. it's it's a different organization, so I don't know. People don't give them the same weight, I think. Here's what I have to say about dad kisses. I kind of zoned out for a little bit, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's what I have to say about dad kisses. One, silence his dumbass with a kiss is iconic and will go down in history. But Daryl immediately after says he felt love for the first time in a long time, and that cannot be brushed over. I will not let it. Right. Second, the number two kiss, when Henry senses that Daryl's blowing it again, Daryl immediately after says, thank you, my number one. Which, again, we cannot just brush over because if the canon is true, they have just met each other. Love at first sight. Also, Daryl slapped Henry's ass after it. King shit. <laughs> Three. The third kiss that happens in this episode, Daryl kisses the Lance because he's trying to prove that this is just how they greet each other sometimes. And Matt stresses that he is thinking about Henry. And these are just things that I cannot let go under the radar. I think... Dungeons and Daddies is the most powerful meat cute, and I will not be taking questions at this time. I'm not questioning you. I feel like they set up this this precedent of dad kissing that I was like, ooh, like, I'm going to love this podcast. And then they didn't deliver. False advertising. They did a little. Yeah, they're peppering them in. Yeah. You can't give the audience everything they want. They, you want. You want to, you know, rope them in and tease them with dangle those dad kisses in front of their face like a, a pig with a carrot hanging in front of it that's a thing right <laughs> that's a that's a thing in minecraft <laughs> a pig and a carrot yeah it's like how you make in minecraft it's how you make the pig go forward is that the, you can like build something where it like dangles a uh, i feel like i'm dig this is me digging myself into a new hole holy shit i'm watching it go i'm just watching you dig i I know what you're talking about. You're just explaining it terribly. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's like a common comic trope. I, I think it's horses or donkeys, though. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be an animal that's uh, doing something useful. Okay, but in Minecraft, yeah. you can do it on a pig. I think there needs to be more dad kisses. Why? Because it sets a precedent of men can show affection to one another. Mm. And that's an important thing. Mm. And, like, clearly... Daryl needs to learn that because, like, there's some like weird heteronormative bullshit. Yeah, but like, aka 
more dad kisses 2020 is this where i drop my um new campaign to hashtag give glenn a boyfriend um <gasps> give glenn yeah ha- sorry the full hashtag is hashtag give glenn close a boyfriend i'll make the real glenn close very very, very confused is she married let's see but here's 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 what i'm saying pretty much since episode one i thought ooh, the drama of it all everything glenn's got going on for him i'm into it i want him to have a husband you know i was into it because everyone was talking about their wives and he wasn't mentioning anything so i was like ah husband duh easy done freddie you let me down i'm kidding I- the real glenn close has been married four times oh gosh glenn close unlucky with love <laughs> but um her last husband they were married in 2015 i don't know if he died or if he got sucked into the forgotten realms Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might be dead. He might. They might have just gotten a divorce. I don't know. So does does Glenn's marriage situation change kind of how you viewed him in episode one? No, 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 no. I mean, you can still get a boyfriend depending. I mean, depending on when the wife died, if it was just like right before the events of Dungeons and Daddies, you know, maybe lay off for a little bit. Take some time. Deal with your wife's death. But if it was when Nick was young. All I'm saying is maybe it's time to get back on the saddle. Hashtag give give Glenn Close a boyfriend. Give Glenn Close a boyfriend. That's all I'm saying. Agreed. But yeah, I I do I do want to talk a little bit about Daryl. How you know he's always wrapping himself in the trappings of masculinity and just not being like truly masculine. Like, you know, he's always big into the handshake, big into handing out beer, you know, doing the rage thing. But when it comes to, like, being a man, I I think he has no idea what he's doing because he's just kind of, like, going through the motions. I feel like this is a new segment uh, called Psychoanalyzing Daryl. Oh, yeah. Well, we've been going for a Patreon stretch goal where we want to get Daryl Wilson therapy. But, like, I feel like his whole life, it's been very almost safe. And like very repetitive. So like Carol, he middle school sweethearts and like going to church. So like these are things that were always pretty constant in his life. And now all of a sudden that it's completely shifted, like his marriage is failing, his son is fucking missing, he kissed a man. It's probably just like really stressful and he doesn't know how to handle it. So now he's just trying to act hyper masculine in a way that just rings as insecurity to the audience yeah i agree i agree where yeah he is he is big in the acting manly without i don't know being manly if that makes sense which also is an interesting parallel to ron where wasn't it well there was a line in the future where ron is like i'm everything i'm nothing without my gender or something like that yeah (laughs) i know it was a joke but i think about it a lot yeah i don't know there are some interesting parallels because you kind of have like as far as you can tell, it's almost like you have, like, of the four dads, you have two dads who are, like, pretty secure in, like, their gender, which are Glenn and Henry. And then you have two dads who try to act hyper-masculine. Yeah. And it just does not work, you know? It doesn't work in very different ways. Yeah. So it's like you could put, like, a, a four square or something out there where you have on one axis, it's like, you know, naturally masculine versus hyper-masculine. And on the other, I don't know, what, discipline axis? Yeah. It kind of feels like, I wonder if Daryl, I, I mean, the, Matt really hasn't explored, you know, 
did Daryl go to college and stuff, but it feels kind of like Daryl's lived a life where he's never really been challenged, like particularly challenged with like who he is as a person, like everything's kind of been on rails. And it feels like maybe that's kind of the dynamic that Henry sets up with him is like Henry is a person that challenges Daryl. Yeah, like it's almost like Daryl's life is very much like the stereotypical suburban life, like marry your high school sweetheart, go on. I think in in Talking Dad, Matt has mentioned that Daryl went to college. Maybe, don't quote me on that. But like, it's almost like he's had this very like, you go to school, you get a job, you get married, blah, blah, blah. And then Henry, it's like the complete polar opposite where he grew up on a commune which is completely different unconventional way so it's almost like daryl's first time experiencing some type of like you said challenge and of a differing viewpoint or a different lifestyle and he doesn't know how to deal with that okay very very contrasty yeah like his his hyperfixation on being masculine is maybe daryl creating a sort of conflict for himself because Nothing else in his life challenges him. There's no, there's been no opportunities for Daryl to question who he is. And so now is sort of like Daryl, Daryl's having not really a midlife crisis, but like that period that everybody goes through in their like teens and twenties where they're like figuring out who they are and like what they really care about. Daryl's experiencing that much, much later in life compared to all the rest of the dads. Uh, although I do want to point out maybe a similarity where it feels like that Daryl has never overcome obstacles because they've never been dropped in this path. And maybe Henry, because he's lived such a free range life, he's never had to overcome obstacles because he could always just, you know, route around them in his life as, as a free spirit. Mm. You know, if a college was too hard to get into rather than apply himself and, and really push to get in, he would just go to a different college. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, Ron. <laughs> Poor Ron. Ron is an enigma wrapped in a mystery. I feel like Ron feels like he is performing what he thinks masculinity is. Yeah. It is an incredibly jaded version of masculinity, but like not, it's not toxic. It, it like kind of is. He's like a weird misogynist and racist in the first episode. Not like actually, or homophobe, but like not actually, but like. They, Terry Jr. makes jokes that he is. It's almost like mm -hmm. he was sheltered from, yeah, like literally everything. Raised by wolves on it, it feels like. And like, it feels like it was where Daryl had like, it was almost planned out for him. It feels like Ron didn't have a choice in what he learned. It feels like he was super sheltered. Maybe he was homeschooled. Homeschooled mm -hmm. kids are always weird. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to all my homeschooled kids listening to this podcast. Y'all are weird. <laughs> Yeah, like, that would make sense, because, like, from what we know of Ron's father from both this podcast and the at the Mountains of Dadness, he was not a great dude. No. I'm pretty sure he was mm -hmm. the Zodiac Killer, but that's a whole other discussion. I mean, I think Ron has shown time and time again that he's had, like, some serious childhood trauma and abuse in his life. And so, you know, when he's faced with an obstacle, he whips out some sort of, you know, abuse coping mechanism, which is... Kind of a sad thing for a comedy podcast. Mm -hmm. It kind of feels like the, the difference between like Daryl's idea of masculinity or hyper like toxic masculinity and Ron's is Daryl's feels like it's very internalized. Like this is something he feels like he needs to uh, like a standard he needs to hold himself to. Whereas Ron almost feels like he read about the concept of masculinity in a book and he's trying to 
uh, emote that way. He's trying to emulate that, but has no idea what he's actually doing. It feels, you know, going back to my headcanon of Ron was, grew up in an abusive household. Uh, his version of masculinity feels like, um, I don't know, that he'd get snapped at every time that he showed like deviation from his father's version like every time he was overly girly or overly emotional or uh, you know not what his dad thought was masculine bad things happened to him yeah it's like it's almost like daryl's version of masculinity is just like a standard he set himself whereas ron's version of masculinity it's more of a survival mechanism yeah agreed and glenn who i i feel like He's masculine without trying. He's mm-hmm. just living his fucking life, baby. This is what I'm saying. He doesn't give a shit about gender norms. He's just having a good time with his fucking son. And here, I, I, look, I have recently become a Glenn Stan, not by choice. <laughs> Freddie held me by the neck and forced me to look at Glenn close long enough for me to enjoy him. Was it Freddie or was it the fanfic discord? I don't know what you're talking about. It was definitely Freddie. <laughs> yeah. It was um, Freddy Cat. Yeah, yeah. Cat. I don't. Cat. I don't, it was what Freddy. Was I talk. I had. I was sorry. I was in a fugue state. I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> um, and I, fe- I, Glenn's just like chill. You know, I don't think he necessarily cares about pre- presenting masculinity. I think he's just you know fine with it. And it and Henry's mentioned time and again like the problems with toxic ma- toxic masculinity. Um, and that could also just be like a Freddy versus Will thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but. I, I feel like that, yeah, Freddie is mentioned in a Talking Dad episode, actually immediately after that revelation, that Glenn kind of acts in an immature way because he thinks, oh yeah, my wife died, uh, and, you know, if I act mature, or if I act, you know, immature, if I act this way, uh, then bad stuff won't happen to me. Because, you know, he started to settle down, he started to get married, he started to be happy in maybe a traditional healthy masculine sort of way and then his wife died and so he's pulled back from that so he's rejected it uh, maybe unconsciously as a coping mechanism and henry is you know in that same internal external dynamic of daryl and ron henry like he externally rejects masculinity but he is very alpha mm-hmm. 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 sorry i just got sad about glenn <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, poor Glenn. My poor boy. It's like, Glenn, this is a safe space. You can talk about your feelings here. Would they all need therapy? At 7,000 Patreon subscribers, I will host the therapy session of the dads. Except Ron. I don't want to be near Ron. I want to be near Beth, though. So if Beth can, like, play another character for that, that'd be great. Beth can play Beth. Yeah. No, Anthony has to play Beth. Yeah. So, Beth, you can play... There's this cool dad named Mark. We haven't explored him yet. Yeah. But... So, speaking of other characters, uh, this is a brand new segment that we're pulling out for these community episodes, Making Friends with the Sun Squad. So, we are going to brainstorm a character or item that we will submit via the Patreon character submission form and never hear about again because I don't... I don't know. I think that he has like thousands of these by now and he's introduced like six characters. Okay, I have a name. Hit us with it. Okay, so Ford. Is his last name tough? This is a critical role character. Okay. So, but are you going car? Yes. Okay, so you're going car names. Yeah, so. So I think we need, we do need to change it from Ford. Um, 
but I don't know other cars. Chevy? Like Chevy Chase? Like che- like like Chevy Chase. Subaru? Sue? Sue Baru? <laughs> Sue Baru. Uh, Sue Baru? Nikki, we found your woman. Oh my god, we got a woman. Sue Baru. She's very strong. She's a lesbian because Subarus. <laughs> she has well, 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 but uh, I was gonna say I was gonna argue with you, but I this is I think this is a more of an agreement. Henry has a Subaru. Yes. It's Hun. It's Odyssey Son's wife. <gasps> no, no, it's her aunt. It's Aunt Baru. <laughs> aunt Baru, no. Oh, this is good on so many levels. Okay, so Subaru. I, we don't really need to like say what she does because Anthony's just gonna fuck it anyway. Well, no, 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 Anthony, don't fuck this woman. <laughs> no, don't fuck this car. Well, it's not gonna be a car, but like, what? Like, if you needed to like describe a Subaru to me, what? How would you describe it? Uh, pragmatic, reliable, versatile. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of plain looking. Mm-hmm. She's a like capable woman yeah the group desperately needs yes mm-hmm. they do need a new one Subaru. Sue, Sue, you need to say it slow sue baru yeah. susan susan baru susan baru but she goes by sue sue to her friends yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. susan baru but you can call me sue that's a good that's a good reveal i, I don't know what's speaking to me but something tells me that sue is a ranger subaru the ranger yeah you know what oh my god is there a model of subaru called ranger because i'll die oh there's a ford ranger but she could be like an outlander class from the outback okay cars i'm sorry i'm looking up subaru cars forester outback ascent cross trek sti you got to change that one subaru I think that's what the one we should go with. <laughs> uh, uh, an STI named Sue? A forester sounds like it could be a class, because she could be a druid. Oh, yeah. But we did have Erin O'Neill, and that you could argue that... But no, she was she was like a nature witch, which I think is like that's a, true. A, another druid so, or something. So yeah, the only good ones are Forester and Outback. There's Impreza, Legacy, Crosstrek, and Ascent also. But I feel like Forester or Outback. Outback, um, and she's a waitress at Outback Steakhouse. Can we force Anthony to do an Australian accent? I was going to say, if we say she's Sue Baru, and I'm not going to do my Australian accent because I don't have one, but she's from the Outback, the Outback, mate. You know, like, she's from Down Under. Down Under. <laughs> Down Under. The name's Sue Baru, a ranger from Down Under. I love it. No, I love it. I love it. Yep. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I, I think she's, she's I'm from the Outback. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. I think we crushed it. We got a woman. We got Anthony to make a dumb accent. He probably wouldn't do. Freddie loves an Australian accent. He does. So if anything, Freddie will do it for him. I feel like we did it. All right. Uh, yeah. I would say stay tuned for Su- Susan Baru's uh, debut, but there's literally no way in hell that Anthony's going to let her on the podcast. Yeah, no. Subaru's debut coming never. All right. Moving on to our next section. This is a community edition exclusive. The random plug where we ask our guest hosts to plug something, anything that they're working on or that they want to shout out or, I don't know, follow them on Snapchat. I don't have Snapchat anymore. I wish I didn't. Cat, pimp your shit. Yeah. So, hey, I'm Cat. I've got a Twitter. It's Coastal Kitty because I'm from the East Coast. Very exciting. I think I made it when I was 19. 
Honestly, in the last four months, I've probably posted literally nothing but Dungeons and Daddies fan art. So, you know, you're getting that quality content when you uh, subscribe to me. No, you don't subscribe. You follow on Twitter. Yeah. So if you've seen those Hot Daryl comics or other bits of holiday Dungeons and Daddies fan art, Cat's uh, probably the mastermind behind those. If any of you are Mercedes O. Garcia stands out there, I will just say... Cats and Mercedes gets me in my feelings every single time. Oh, Hey, look, it just be like that. <laughs> She's a sweetie. Cat is very talented. She's also very nice. I met her in person. <laughs> that was cool. I met her on a podcast once. Um, I'm going to plug my Twitter. I barely use it. I really only use it to uh, bully Nikki. Yep. So um, it's at Emma Tiggs, T-I-G-G-S. Yeah, I have 12 followers. <laughs> Uh, I only retweet stuff and like bully Nikki. So if you want to see someone bully Nikki, subscribe to at Emma Tiggs. You already listened to this podcast. You've got enough. But if you want more, if I reach 30 followers when this episode comes out, I will send a daily tweet bullying Nikki. That's a for if, give yourself a time frame, like for a month, because you, you don't sign that up for that forever. Yeah. Long tail, baby. Long tail. Or like, fuck, I don't know, till it, t- May 13th. May. Damn. That's a lot. I don't expect to a get a long lot. time. Whew. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. And, and I mean, while we're pimping stuff, um, if you want to know what my Twitter is, uh, finally, since I finally get to say it, um, it's at um you can follow me there you can see some of the short films i've made uh get all my hot content and uh i'm super excited to have you i'm like looking at my twitter right now and i realized i was gonna do a thing when i got 500 followers because my follower count has literally doubled just because of the fan art nice um except i accidentally passed uh 500 when i wasn't looking so imagine having many followers can't relate can't relate I don't know what that means. As Miss 2147. Are you followers. on my Twitter right now? Get off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, you guys know me out in the community. You know, I have absolutely nothing going on. So I don't know. Suck it. Yeah. Seems legit. Yeah. There we go. I wish I could talk about the actual other cool shit that I do, but I am under like five different NDAs. So don't worry. As soon as I'm allowed, I'll be like spamming. Okay. I'm not Beth May, and she's not here to send us out. More theme music goes here. This podcast was created and produced by a semi-Canadian group of volunteers. Talking Sons was mastered and edited by Agniti. Our theme music is Madness is Everywhere by Lobo Loco. Find the Talking Sons podcast wherever fine podcasts are rented, or follow us on Twitter or Facebook via the at Talking Sons handle. If you enjoyed this community episode and would like to be part of a future episode, ask around the right Dungeons and Daddies fan communities until you find us. Did Henry and Daryl kiss in episode one? Yes, not once, but twice. So big win for us.